0: Welcome to Safety Talk. Personal safety expert Pete Canavan shares his insights and interviews experts who provide simple and effective tips, techniques, and technologies to keep you safe and secure both online and off. Here's Pete.
1: Hello and welcome to Safety Talk. On this show, we discuss and bring attention to a wide range of safety and security products and solutions that are available to both businesses and individuals and protect people in the digital world as well as the physical world. I'm your host and personal safety expert, Pete Canavan. As a self-employed information technology consultant since 1995, and also as a martial artist for almost 25 years, I bring decades of both online and offline experience to my role as the host of the show learn more about myself or how I can secure your business and educate employees or speak at a conference, you can always visit my personal website at PeteCanavan.com. So thanks so much to our listeners for being here. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. You can also check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at safetytalkvideos.com. You get the latest information about safety tools, tips, and technologies. And of course, we appreciate you helping us spread the word about Safety Talk and our great guests and products and sharing your social circles as well. We need to all work to make this world a better and safer place. So today's guest is a world-class expert on telecom, cyber optics, and nanotechnology. And he's also a member of the 5G Global Standards Security Committees. He has published over 40 research papers and holds over seven patents. After decades of using the mobile network to attack, Professor Dror Fixler crossed sides and started his company, First Point Mobile Guard, along with his partner, Adam Weinberg, in 2016. Their company, First Point, secures any mobile, IoT, or Internet of Things device anywhere against against cellular network attacks, And it does this seamlessly, does it unobtrusively. I was reading some of the the technology and how it works. It doesn't put anything on your phone. It's pretty interesting stuff. So we're gonna be talking about that. And of course, you know, with new technology comes new threats. And that's why I'm so excited to bring them on today's episode of Safety Talk so we can learn more about First Point and how it can increase your security and your safety as well as that of your company. So with that said, it's my pleasure to welcome Professor Dror Fixler all the way from Israel to Safety Talk. Welcome. Thank you very much.
2: Hi, Pete, and thank you for hosting me today in your show.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. When I uh, saw the information come across, I said, wow, this is some neat stuff. I, I took a look at your website, and we're going to we'll bounce over to that it a little bit later. It's totally
2: not updated. I have more than 100 papers. I don't know when I had 40 oh. before I finished my PhD, I think. And I hold more than 12 patents already issued and uh, some few more Wow. So maybe double the numbers.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right. He's twice as good as we think he was. Divided <laughs> by <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So uh, we'll, we'll take a look at your website. For those of you watching on YouTube, you'll be able to take a look at it. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, a little later. If not, if you're just listening to this, uh, we'll give that information out. It will also be uh, listed in the show notes so you can take a look and learn more about that tech. And we're going to get into that in a bit. Our last episode was from South Africa, and now today we bring our listeners to Israel for Professor Dror's expertise. So I can say, uh, I guess, that Safety Talk is getting increasingly global here. So thanks for joining us again. Now, as I mentioned in your introduction, uh, this company that you, you formed here with your partner, First Point Mobile Guard, it protects mobile networks and basically everything from the older 2G technologies all the way up to the latest 5G technologies from cyber threats. So Maybe if you could give us kind of a, a bird's eye view of that, uh, of what that company does. We'll dive into some details and get some background there.
2: Sure. sure. Thank you for this opportunity. What w- what we are doing, it's not protecting the mobile network. The mobile network needs to protect themselves. We would like to protect the devices, the users that are using the mobile network. And we are talking, no doubt, about mobile phones, but not only. In these days, when... The 5G becomes reality, and in Israel, we have all over uh, non-standalone 5G, but few areas. We already have standalone 5G. We have more and more uh, LTE, narrowband IoT, that lead to connect all critical infrastructure to the cellular network, and in order to prevent any kind of harm to all citizens in the country, in the globe, we need to protect this kind of connection. So the network, it's not the issue. We are protecting the devices that are using the network. And in order to do that, we have a very unique way. Uh, regularly, uh, people trying to add some antivirus like we have in IT, Uh, trying to have special devices that you are not using uh, a Bluetooth or not using the Wi-Fi. This is the correct way to react, but there are some uh, specific devices. It's not working because you want to bring your own device, BYOD. In addition, all kinds of software that you have on your device, you need to have operational system. You need to have an OS. There are a lot of devices that have no OS. If you are going to the IoT device, no operational system. So you cannot execute any encryption, any ciphering. It's almost impossible. And most important, when you have an applet on your device, it slows down the CPU and it's used your battery. And when you are getting an email, it's scanning the files, not allowing you to get the results. It's annoying. First point, providing a comprehensive solution to all type of attacks that I hope that we will discuss soon, the different angles and different ways of uh, this attack, that uh, taking your device without touching it, without adding any software, but network-based solution. We are protecting by hiding your real ID. We will talk about that, about the IMSI International Mobile Subscriber ID, remember this name and all the components around the network that uh, screening all things that comes in and goes out without interfering the device work. So if Which you is want-
1: incredible. I was reading about that and how it anonymizes the device. And that's really the, the secret because if a hacker doesn't know whose mm-hmm. device they're, they're trying to hack into, it kind of stops them right there because they don't know what they're, what they're, who this they're is, looking for really. Oh.
2: This is a great start to, to discuss about the uh, anonymity because this is the first patent or first point that already granted globally on US, Europe, PCT, and the rest of the world.
1: So how what brought what got you into this uh into this uh you know, into your your the background here? You know, how did you get into telecom and cyber? What, what okay. was your background uh, initially?
2: Let's go to the background and then let's go back to the anonymity. Please. Yes. Keep in your mind, pizza anonymity. It's something very interesting to our audience. Absolutely. So my background, I'm a technical guy. As you can guess if I'm writing papers. So <laughs> this is my hobby. Uh, I am part of the 3GPP and GSMA standards for since 2000. The way that I arrived there, as you know, Israel <clears throat> is a unique country. We are one country with interesting neighbors in our <laughs> neighborhood. And... Uh, if they could, we will not be here. And there is something that they are not touching us for some reasons, and one of the reasons is the technology. Someone hears the news today, it's published, and a a huge uh, SIGINT ship uh, at the ocean was uh, blocked, hacked, uh, due to their twice-Iranic ship to, to intercept the uh, signaling information. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's Middle East. Uh, and at this year, I, I, I worked, uh, we have a new wave of international switch operator uh, building a lot of switches for international calls. We are talking about uh, 95. Uh, it cost a lot of money. It cost a lot of money to call out of Israel. And uh, uh, I, I established a, a, a project that you get uh, free calls if you are hearing advertisement during the call. Okay. Free calls for advertisement, so someone else paying for you. It was very niche uh, audience for uh, uh, people that have a first relationship over the sea uh, between age of 25 to 40, something like that. And it works very well, but I start work with international switching carrier. We are talking about SS7 of this year, signaling system number seven. And when I worked there, I faced a new challenge that came from the intelligence group of the prime minister office in Israel to try to find terror activities based on this SS7 links. And since then for 10 years from 2000 to 2010, I was part of the SIGINT group in the uh, Prime Minister office in Israel, and for many years I was from the bad guys. I tried to find location of people, I tried to listen to their calls, uh, interception, uh, location tracking based on uh, IN, camel, later on of the years when it arrived, camel phase one, two, three, and uh, uh, many projects that uh, deals with borders, uh, uh, Route 16 in Israel, the Egypt border before we have uh, real uh, 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 elements that block people to go in and out.
1: So you're trying to figure out how can I sort of figure out where people are and how can I listen and uh, we are help, talking help about develop technology GPRS. to combat that?
2: Yes, um, GPRS. And since then we have in Israel, three big big operators, one of them was partner, Orange in these days. And I became a a, a candidate presenter of them in the 3GPP and GSMA from the UMTS, LTE, as well as 5G. In these days, I'm part of the quantum encryption algorithm at the 5G standardization. There is a new standard that I'm on charge of that. Nice. 4G. if you have time and you want to hear a nice story, I was part of the mobile payment project Pay by Mobile. I was in this uh, uh, um, uh, standardization team and I had an amazing patent that would become public and Northbridge, American VC, uh, bought it. And I, I won in the competition of the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona 2007 with this patent in the first place. All is awesome. visa, standard line. We can talk about it in different talk. Why in these days I'm not believed that mobile payment will happen and security. It's one of the tips and the things that need to be considered. There. Uh, and since then, I'm, I'm very deep involved in, in, in intelligence and seeing it.
1: That's but, awesome. And you teach in Israel as well. And uh, so you're educating others on you know, what it is that, that you do and your expertise, which is awesome
0: and in
2: 2016 I analyzed that there are many ways to, to hack us, but not really comprehensive solution to protect you have some kind of protection mainly on malwares on software on your device mm-hmm. but against MC catcher rock base station men in the middle mm-hmm. uh, interrogation of data of location there is no solution denial of service of smart meters electricity meters water meters no no protection what you can do there is a noise on the air you have someone that tried to catch you and more than that there are two countries in the world in these days pete you will tell me later on if to say their names that if you are roaming there each 20 minutes they are hacking you they are checking where you are and recording your calls and recording the data. Most of the data encrypted, they cannot understand what it's inside, but everyone is capturing data. Maybe later on, they will find the way, the key to encrypt the data there. But it's happening all the time in these two countries, each 20
1: minutes. No one can protect you. That's unbelievable. And And I've read too, and I've gone to some of these uh, uh, different security conferences and seen amazing technologies where... Um, you mentioned like quantum encryption. Um, I I saw a company a couple of years ago that developed that where it uses a radioactive isotope to generate the quantum encryption because there's a unique signature that exists in nature that can't be duplicated. And so basically you can't, it's it's all basically ultimately secure. Uh, And then of course, with the internet of things, uh, Professor, as you said, they're very, very vulnerable to attack because the security around those devices is minimal, if at all, but yet they're connecting to everything. So if a hacker or a bad actor is able to come in through a very insecure device to gain access to the network, well, now they're in. And so it's, just, it's scary because our lives are completely electronic and digital. And we connect to networks without thinking about it because we need to get information, whether it's you know, our email or social media or text or phone calls. And as you say, they're capturing data, which maybe they can't decrypt today, but down the road a year or two from now, now they'll have the technology to be able to do it, whether it's through some sort of you know, quantum computing that's going to be able to, to ha- you know, generate um, the ability to, to, to decrypt things or what. But uh, it's scary and everybody has to understand that you know, our biggest vulnerability, in my opinion you now, because I, as I mentioned it earlier, you know, people know, I mean, I, I deal with security in the digital space and also in the physical space. But to me, the biggest threat to everybody today is definitely in the digital space. Uh, and it's not that there isn't, you know, problems in the physical world and we don't have to be careful and watch ourselves and be aware and all of that. But we're much more exposed digitally. You know, our lives are out there for, uh, for anybody to, to see, and, and that's, a, that's a big problem, you know, and people don't, they don't think about it as enough, especially, you know, well, young well, people well, that have well, grown well, up thinking. with it.
2: People start to understand. It's the which you are talking about. For the large consumers, to the huge audience, you are correct. They don't really care. And more than that, they will tell us, who's care. I have my Facebook when I'm coming to the restaurant now after here in Israel, we don't have the pandemic anymore. God help us. And we have the the, uh, vaccinations and we have the restaurant open. Everyone report where he is uh, locating now. So why you want me to block it? But maybe it's relevant for individuals, but for organizations. If you have the bank that goes from here to there and someone want to track... Where is the 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 money now? In order to to do something, if you are a commercial business and you have salespeople that goes to your to their customer, and the competitor just want to know who you are visiting, it's so easy. It's so easy to find this information, and here you really have a good reason to hide your location, or at least not to expose it, just like that.
1: Yes, it's and it's. And for for so many different, you know, reasons, right? I mean, now, people that control the networks, like, you know, whoever the carriers, whether it's AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, you know, other companies around the world, they have a certain responsibility, you would think, to protect their networks. But I I guess the technology that you have with FirstPoint Point is taking it a step beyond. And, and so we started talking a little bit, you know, initially, and then, you know, kind of just want to let people know exactly who you are in your background, because obviously you lend a lot of, uh, you have the expertise in this and the background and you've been doing this a long time. So our audience can understand, hey, you know, this is somebody that you need to listen to because you're in it all the time. You know, you're dealing with standards, you're dealing with the new technologies like 5G and how to secure this. So, if the mobile operators, I mean, I would think to a certain extent they are responsible for securing it, but maybe just up to a certain point, um, what is it that, you know, corporations, individuals, how is it that something like first point, uh, would they, could they justify saying, okay, well, I need that extra layer of protection. How is this going to help me? And, and of course, anonymity is, is a great first step. Um, so let's kind of pick up from there, uh, if you would continue along that.
2: It's a great idea. It's a very nice way to to the, to the discussion. Uh, I would like to, to shortly talk about the cellular operators. The, cellular, the, the, the chain of, of all the components are not only cellular operators. We have the vendors, and in the vendors, it's splitted more and more. And the main idea go to the software only, almost no hardware, and you have more and more candidates for that. If it the uh, past you have only three, four and big argues about Chinese equipment, yes or not. In US, not what is going on in Europe, Israel
1: part of this or not? Like with Huawei um, for example.
2: That, uh, Huawei is a TE. The main issue is that the cellular operator cannot be responsible to the security of his network. Why? Because he's implementing the standards. The question is: goes to the standard. Why me, as a 3GPP guy, are not protecting the network? So all the time, from the 2G up to the 5G, we are all the time improving the security of the network, no doubt. It's, a, uh, it's an analog of CDMA. You can just uh, clone the devices very easily, very easily. You got in the GSM, the ciphering and encryption. We have the A3 and A5 algorithms. We have a lot of uh, uh, calculations like the KI, KC, RAND and Stress. a lot of procedure. And uh, most powerful is the uh, team sees that all the time change. There are many ways that the network protects itself. But the problem is the network itself. It is the fact that we would like to get service everywhere that we are going to. We don't care. Now, as you said, I'm in Israel, correct. But you just talked with South Africa. I want to travel there with my own device. I will get the same service. How it works due to the fact that all the globe is connected. We have the way to connect between countries. In this case, everyone to connect to each country. Now, a story, four months ago happened here in Israel. 12 people, all of them, subscriber of Orange Partner, Partner in Israel, 054. That in the business of Bitcoins, at 10 hours, Hackers that came from one of the East Europe countries that looks like uh, English guys drill down all the money from their Bitcoins, empty their Bitcoins. How they did it? They knew that they, they, they have time. They're tracking things for, for weeks. They know when they are trying to connect on the web to their ah. bitcoin. They update the network that they are not in Israel, but in England. The second factor authentication, two factor authentication, the SMS arrived to UK to the hackers, they logged on instead of these 12 people and they clean their bank account.
1: So that's how they got around it. Because supposedly Bitcoins are super, super secure and whatnot, but (laughs) they figured out a way around the security. You can find it at, at CNN everywhere. And it's done
2: by location. They just update fake location that they are in UK and not in Israel. At UK, it was some kind of MVNO that belongs to these uh, East uh, Europe guys that got the SMS it sent from the uh, device and they logged instead of them. And it came due to some... They, they are smart, you know, as you are expert in physical and cybersecurity and uh, uh, they are doing their training and learning daily basis. What is the next step? They are very smart. They understood that in this specific network, in their national roaming, there is an issue. And they found the hole and took it out. And this is a way why it's so important for every one of us. We, each one of us has in, in our mobile phone, our bank account. We don't want anyone to take our money to his bank account. So this is the first step you need to protect yourself. So everyone
1: is- now has, you know, you've got your phone and you just basically, you pop it on something and it just reads it. You're not pulling out credit cards or debit cards or cash. It's a We're becoming a cashless society, but... You know, everybody's money is really just digital. If yeah, you think you about it, it's just numbers in a bank account on a computer screen. You know, it's not, we, we're not holding a lot of cash. Most people anymore. I mean, I try to always and have some cash. On it problem because problem
2: you never know. AT&T have no fault here. They are fine. They are providing channel. They are bringing us the belly. The what they can do. Someone from Mexico claims that you are there. How they can know if it's true or not you cannot blame them on any. So the cellular operators are really fine, they are fine. But we need to have, as you said, behind them. If you understand the risk and we want, it's relevant for organizations, for individual, again, you don't want anyone to use bank account. I don't have my bank account on my mobile, my wife, That should tell
1: people right there whether you should have it or not.
2: (laughs) I don't know who she is, but uh, (laughs) I assume that I am some kind of target because people know that I have protection. So they are trying all the time to show, no, he thinks he's protected, but he's definitely not. So I need to be to be to take care and to be sure and to be on the safe side. I'm recommending it to everyone, but you want to have life to, to, to continue. And this is a way that you can decide what kind of security level you want. And here we can go to the anonymity. So this is the most high priority and high level of security that someone can get.
1: Because people, th- there's a balance, right, between convenience and security. And it's like, where do you find this balance Because it's going to be different for you, different for me, different for everybody, right? Some of us are going to need a lot more security, and so it's going to be less of a convenience. Other people, they'd rather the convenience and aren't going to care as much about security. But you've got to find that balance and, and, and that risk, you know, appetite that you have. Is it, you know... What would happen if something were to occur where your account was compromised and all your money was drained out? Is that going to be a problem? I think everybody's going to say, uh, yes, <laughs> you know, I don't want to wake up one day, look at my bank account and, and see zeros there, right? So it's a it's a very uh, interesting that, you know, we all have to ha- sort of individually educate ourselves and then individually figure out what are we willing to give up in the you know, for the for the sake of convenience. So that's you know. Now there are all different kinds of attacks. Uh, one of the ones that uh, I'm not as familiar with uh, that um, I was reading about that you have listed here are IMSI catchers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, related. like what location yeah. tracking is and malware. But what what maybe you could explain to our audience that maybe a term that people aren't as familiar with.
2: Yeah. So MC catcher, IMSI, uh, it's known as rogue base station as well. Uh, is very old um, attack. We we're talking from the '80s. That is handling as following: IMSi. It's your unique ID on the mobile network. Your international mobile subscriber ID.
1: Right. Every it, phone has that on the barcode there. Everyone,
2: but you don't know it. No, it's not the IMEI. You have plenty of devices. Oh, good. Right. IMEI. It's uh, the equipment ID. And we are talking about your unique secret ID that's the billing it's done. It's not your MSISDN, the numbers that you are calling. Okay. IMSI is something that the operator, it's uh, distribute for his uh, users. And in case that someone nearby you can know what is your IMSI, what he actually is doing is mimicking a fake base station, cellular tower. Uh, so in this area, we have plenty of cellular towers. And I have a new one. It's you can find in YouTube, do-it-yourself for $7. You can buy in eBay for $2,000. This is the amount. It's not each private inspector, private detector using this kind of device. What he's doing he is going with a piggyback and operate it. Now, it looks like a legitimate cellular tower. All devices nearby him don't know that he is not legitimate. So he try to register. Right. In order to register, he's trying to register with a temporary number, with a IMC, but at the end, he need to identify himself with his IMC. His IMC, his unique ID. It's something that we would like to take care. Of. We know that Pete came from this area and this will be his prefix. And when I will catch him, now I will not uh, release him I will communicate with him. I said, yes, I'm your network. How are you doing today? And I can send you a flash SMS. I can send you a configuration message. Or I can reconnect you to the regular network. And now we take another step of man in the middle. Now this piggyback, this uh, rock-based station, this MC catcher can listen to your call easily. He can read your text message and as we talked before, you can record your data. You cannot understand it because it's a major
1: part. It's encrypted, but you will continue to record. And so this- the question then is, how much of a problem is that? is that? Is that something that is happening more? Because if just about anybody can you know, go online and buy a device that'll do this for a couple thousand dollars, they're going to be a- able to, to you know, obtain a tremendous new. amount of data.
2: I was a guest of the World Bank. I gave a, a, a master class one year ago, just before the corona started. And uh, I, I have a device that identifies MC catcher. The, the World Bank headquarters, just a few hundred meters from the White House. I personally recognized five MC catchers around the White House. And I can tell you a story. four months ago, during the corona, during the pandemic crisis, I need to go to one of the African countries for a visit. Uh, There were some good reasons to do it, although we have uh, the COVID uh, situation. And uh, when I need to meet a high-level person, uh, at the the airport, everything was clean. I, I didn't find any problematic things just when I went out there was one device like that but it's very common nearby airports uh, globally and then immediately I arrived to his headquarters, and I climbed up to the sixth floor entered to the meeting room and then my device started alarming and it was inside a meeting room a very sensitive place it was amazing I was I was sure it was a mistake false alarm you don't know I shut it down and then uh, this guy asked me, there was a lot of people around him, and they say, well, what, what is this? What is this? I said, no, I am, he's claiming that there is a fake cell tower, an MC catcher here. And he knows what is the MC catcher. Then why you don't think so? I don't know. It's just my first alarm. Let's It's continue again and again. I visit there for two hours. I give my pitch and we organize everything, but there, I know that they are ahead all the time on what had happened at the beginning. At the end of this meeting, he asked me, okay, everything is fine. Find it. Please find the device. I cannot, I'm I'm a guest, I arrived with this. uh, It it looks like that. This is a device. You can see the- Catch (laughs) me if you can. Catch me if you can. I'm trying to, okay. This device, I was up. And uh, with this, I cannot uh, locate. He told me, do me a favor, please do that. I asked him, okay, do you have university here nearby? I went to the lab of, of the uh, of this of the physics department. There took some spectrum analyzers, more heavy equipment, and I asked to go in the at, during the night, uh, uh, because there is less electromagnetic waves. It's easy to find these uh, things, and you can imagine. Midnight, African countries. Yes. <laughs> so white guys, uh, we are going. And, and with a lot of equipment, right, left, right, left. And then I want to go above some kind of uh, a, a place. And then he asked me, stop. I said, Why to stop? He told me, this is the army place. I said, what? I said, here it is. The, the equipment is there there is a clash between two, uh, two parts in this country, that one against the other. And they put the IMSI catching inside this place.
0: Wow. And
2: it, it, so it's, it's so common. It's really so common. And uh, uh, let's say when you are moving between borders, be sure that you have equipment like that nearby you. If you are a lawyer, that dealing with sensitive information of your customers, be sure that the other side uh, operating it. If you are in a high-tech and you are a sales guy and you have competition, the other company knows exactly where, where you are going based on that. IMC catching is very, very, very common. And the main thing is that there is no much way to protect yourself because y- your device by definition, need to register to the antenna. No other way. He wants to get a service. How can he know that this is fake?
1: at and has no, no blame against them. They are fine. So they, they could be anywhere within range of the cellular signal. So they could be far away from where they are. You don't have to be real close. Correct. That's very scary. So I, you've educated you. me. That's something that I was not familiar with.
2: Can be over the ocean the guys from east looks like UK and took bitcoins from Israel very
1: easy only IT commands so they're they're much more widespread than people realize and so uh, I hope everyone listening is you know understands the implications of something like that because it's it's so difficult to to you know to combat it so there's does the technology that, that your company, First Point, have help protect against that?
2: Yes. And here came the place of changing the identity, the anonymity. Our first patent makes the following you have your IMSI. This is something that will not go out any case from your device. We are providing each subscriber of us endless identity, endless identity, the change on the time. It can be cha- can be changed by policy if you have redefined 48 conditions to detect fake cell tower in wow. catch. 48. But it could be that you are going down to the garage minus two. There is no other cells. It's degraded you to 2G technology and no neighbor cells. Okay. It could be no hacking, but at least there is a chance that maybe someone tried to do something for you. And then when we are collecting few conditions together, we are automatically changing your ID. And we have a connection to the backend that verifies whether you are on the network or not on the network. And by hiding your ID and scrambling it all the time, even if the hacker is near by you and can see you by, your, by his eyes, you have no idea who you are because you are changing your idea all the time. Another story for you, five, four, four months ago, I visited uh, Dubai. We have a new peace agreement. Israel signed a peace agreement, with uh, uh, Abraham uh, uh, agreement with uh, uh, the Arab Union. And we got an invitation, formal invitation to visit them. It was very exciting, very nice, very polite, amazing. Really, you can see the history change in front of your face. Uh, our travel was very famous in Israel because when we went back from Dubai to Israel on our airplane, we had six people with coronavirus, and <laughs> everyone needed to go to quarantine. It's a very, you know, these day stories. But what people didn't talk about. That all people on the airplane had another virus on their mobile phone. All the Israeli delegation infected by malware on their device. But one was not infected. It was me. <laughs> Why? Because I have no Israeli ID. I have my regular phone, phone. My wife and my kids called me in my, to my regular number. But the IMSI, the identity, was uh, from the uh, Netherlands. From time to time, I changed myself to be Indian and uh, vice versa, but not Israeli, not Israeli. So they didn't know
1: that I'm part of this delegation, although I was nearby then,
2: wow. and I was not
0: expected.
1: That's so you, And that's I, all configurable from the interface?
2: Yes. You can
1: define what kind of identity you want to get. That's really cool. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> so people that are traveling internationally or, you know, that are dealing with sensitive data or, you know, going into sensitive facilities, I mean, this is, some, this is a no-brainer. I mean, you need this technology. That's amazing... I agree
2: with you. And this is a way that we are protecting against this attack. We, we, we cannot stop the MC catching. Someone comes with a piggyback nearby you. You cannot do anything against it. But we can detect, we can alert, and we can inform both sides, the device, as well as the uh, ciso of your organization that someone is trying to catch you. It will not success because you are changing your ID. But sometimes it's just putting a, a, a noise over the air, jamming, Mm-hmm. And you cannot have any service, okay? So in this case, you have a denial of service. Mm-hmm. In order to go out from this kind of attack, you need to go to different bands. If he is blocking 5G, let's go to 4G. If he is blocking 1.8, let's go to 900. He cannot block a- everything. He needs right, right. endless power. It's, it's not, uh, unless you are a country. Against countries, it's more complicated. But we have other tools to protect against countries. But this is not our business. I don't want. I don't want to argue with countries or uh, governments. This is not my. I, I was in the past not interesting to be, to be there.
1: But a lot, that is something that I did want to ask you, though. Is so? How does a, a country deal with these types of attacks? Because you know they're always looking to get the upper hand and know what their competition or their adversaries are, are up to so how you know do the nations that are using these networks deal with those sorts of of people that are trying to hack and eavesdrop on the conversations that are going on you know in certain companies or in certain government offices and that sort of thing that they need this sort of technology as well but you don't want to really deal with them because of obviously the i guess the bigger implications right this is correct And we are
2: working, first of all, working with the World Bank for um, a very long period of time. And we already published several papers. And uh, uh, it goes through different levels. In the country level, national level, you have the police and the army and the government. And you have the civil side. Let's say the cyber authority. Mm -hmm. uh, It's important to be protected against your enemies, no doubt. And you have the ways to do that. But you want to be sure that the electricity and the water in your country are safe. You want to be sure that the companies in your country, the banks, critical things in your country are safe, although they are using cellular technology. For that, we are publishing from time to time recommendations. What needs to be done in order to be protected. Now, as you said very, very, very... Clear and clever. Fully protection, don't use mobile phone. But we want to use mobile phone. Okay. So, for very sensitive places, please don't come with your mobile phone. Leave it out. Don't use it if you are traveling to another country and you don't want that anyone will know that you are traveling there. Don't come with your mobile
1: phone. What
2: you can do. But if but you are. Unfortunately, most
1: people, that's not an option, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. On the other side, the issue is to do the optimum, the epsilon that you are ready to pay in order to not to be be secured enough to continue your life. And this is exactly what we are doing. We are building a mitigation for each sector. In these days, we are working very hard. We already sent the the first draft for electricity companies. In the Balkan, can in the in the Balkan, how to keep the uh, all all uh, supply chain of the electricity, producing the electricity, the transmission, OTDT, all all aspect from different angles, different point of view, and we are providing recommendation for each organization how we should what we should do in order to uh, uh, keep. Uh, all our uh, information safe, and to have all the time uh, um, continuation in supply of the electricity in each area in each country.
1: And no, you and can it, even even electricity can be hacked, right? Because you could you can put no, a device okay. it
2: in an outlet. In
1: Ukraine, in Ukraine, it's happened very recently,
2: and in these days, especially in Europe, when you have uh, one place that. Uh, um, generate and uh, produce a lot of electricity and there is no need you need to transfer it to another country and you know the the recommendations the standards are not the same and hackers using that and trying to uh, 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 drop down the network for other countries by oversupplying over um, uh, it, it's an amazing story we really have a, a deep deep documents that we just uh, send to to the client countries. We are waiting for the feedback. But this is only one example for the questions that you just asked.
1: Now, need- what about what about the use of things like uh, a VPN? Because there are there's VPN software available for cell phones. I use it when I when I get on a network that you know is not a home network at a customer or something, and I'll I'll start the VPN connection up to give me some additional security. How? I guess my question is. How good is that versus what are the, the problems with that that are, that are still uh, you know risks when you're using a VPN connection?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very good question. And uh, it's good that you are doing something in order to protect yourself. You know, the, the jokes that my father taught me many years ago that the two guys uh, uh, plan to travel to the jungle and uh, there is a huge cheetah in this jungle that eats the people there. <laughs> and uh, one of the friends started to exercise, to run. And his, uh, his friend asked him, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? The cheetah is running much faster than you. Whatever you will practice, she will not. Uh, she will catch you easily. He answered him, I don't need to run faster than the cheetah. I need to run faster than you.
1: Yep, I knew that was coming. <laughs> and if
2: you're using a VPN, it's a good start. Let's go <laughs> to, the, to, to, to the easier places to, to hack. But let's imagine there is a country in the world that everyone knows, a very large country that cannot use WhatsApp in their country. Okay? But if you are buying a VPN, somehow you can use WhatsApp. Okay? What do you think? This country cannot control this VPN? Are they stupid? Are they dumb? No. They want to narrow it and to control it somehow. Even if you are using a VPN, there is, I can think now about eight ways to reroute your data to me. No problem. Definitely not problem. It's the pen how much you want to invest, what is the challenge, and if you are a target, you are my target, VPN will not help you. And you cannot imagine that countries that allowing VPNs to be operate are not protecting, protecting themselves against that, okay? So you should not be naive. Life are more complicated, but the question is, Do we have better solution for that? And for data protection, there are good solutions. You you had a few interviews, very interesting interviews in your show before, and they are doing amazing work. First point, offering another level of protection on data as well. If you can imagine checkpoint, that using firewall, Mm -hmm. let's imagine that now we are building tailor-made firewall per organization or per device. Let's, we have a bank, um, uh, the World Bank, they have more than 5,000 employees and we can split them to groups, the IT groups, the project groups, the uh, money, the loans and so on. You can build policy on the data protection per group and then inside the group per individuals. And then can, this can be done based on the network that you are connected to. You can be on a uh, 3G using GGSN. you can go to 4G using the packet gateway, or you can go to the DN, to the data network, at a 5G. Each one of them has his own channel. For example, I will give a, a, a LMU L2TP, this is a protocol that you can just make a a screening and clean based on your organization. The system in your organization will clean all the data that comes to your device that will not infect you at all. Again, nothing on your device, only based on the network. And here we are talking about switching of the network.
1: So the, now 5G obviously is what, you know, we're seeing, you know, they're pushing all over the place. I have a new phone that's got, you know, 5G, uh, I haven't been super impressed with the speed. When I've been doing some speed tests, when I've been around with it, you know, they're talking, you know, you know, gigabit speeds. I haven't, I've seen maybe 250 meg down max. At, you know, in my travels, I travel around a bunch. But uh, I mean, 5G is supposed to be really secure. Uh, what uh, What are some of the, I guess, the limitations of 5G? Just the same limitations that have really You know, been around with older technologies because you can still intercept the data as it's coming through, such as with an MC catcher?
2: I'm sorry to tell you, Pete, but you are correct, yes. 5G technology, as was in 4G and 3G, there is improvement from 4G. For example, in the identity, you just mentioned the MC catching, MC catcher. In order to prevent MC catching attack, they add a new two identities. It's called Suki and Supi. It's encrypted identities that de- belongs to an individual device. And much more uh, complicated to uh, extract it out. Okay, Suki and Supi. After two months already, we are talking about more than one year ago. There is a new attack named Torpedo. Torpedo attack, it seems to for five G. <laughs> what he's doing is operating paging against the device, many paging. And by discriminating the paging response, he knows the Suki Supi and the IMSI. So the network make another step to encrypt and b- makes the network better. But the hacker didn't wait even a minute. And we have a torpedo. Torpedo, it's a new IMSI catcher for 5G. So we are in the same. On the data, it's easier because not, no big change here. On 5G, we need to, to have a special discussion <laughs> about that. What are the uh, motivation for this network of high bandwidth, many devices at the IoT, critical infrastructure, and so on. But the uh, main idea of it, it's to have high, much, much um, uh, better radio, nothing to deal with the data in the core network. and And this is much more risky to provide you much more options to operate your radio. Not only millimeter waves, this is a new radio technology of 5G, but you can use Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and use the mobile nearby user now in idle in order to get the data to your device. So you are breaking the symmetry against the tower against the BTS, the Mm Node-B. In this case, we have much more risk because you can mimic yourself as a Wi-Fi now, and the mobile will connect you as you are part of the 5G network, and you are not a uh, real part of the of this uh, of this site.
1: It's it's really That's yeah. a, it's wild. So I, we we uh, we we're, we're flying through our hours. I said we would. What I do yeah. want to do here, we're not. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about a few other things, but I want to. Uh, just pop over and for those of uh, our v watchers or listeners uh, you should see now uh, the website for first point uh, up there. And, uh, and if you have, if you're not and you're just listening to the podcast, you can go to first point dash Mary G in golf.com. Uh, and that's secure. So it's HTTPS. Of course, I would expect nothing less <laughs> secure site. Right. But, uh, but it's very interesting because I, I did go through the website and uh, and read about some of the, the technologies, and that's what I was reading about you know the anonymity part of this. But it's very very interesting. You can request a demo here, and uh, basically learn how you can protect the subscribers in your company from from you know from being hacked and to, and protecting. So uh, I encourage everybody to go and take a look at this. Uh, you know any you know company that is looking for the next Really generation of protection uh, that utilizes a way to protect your network, uh, you know, to protect things at the network level and not have to worry about, you know, people installing apps on their devices and keeping those apps updated. And and, uh, as the professor mentioned, you know, you're pulling, you know, battery, you're draining battery, you're using resources, you're taking up storage space, you're taking up RAM. You know, and, and those things are precious commodities, especially on phones. You know, I mean, yes, they're they're getting better. You can increase the capacities. I mean, my new S21 here has got, you know, 256 gig of storage. That's one of the reasons I upgraded because the old S, trusty S7 was, <laughs> was, was crying for more room. Uh, but, of course, you know, having a 5G phone will be interesting. But, you know, go to the solutions, you know, looking at different things. I mean, there's stuff for dep- defense. And, of course, the uh, IoT devices, you know, they are very, very... Uh, susceptible to attack, and uh, you know, so very important to learn how that you you know you can protect these devices using the, this technology. And, and again, it it you know runs the whole range from two G to five G, and uh, and I'm assuming it'll handle things uh, when we go to six G or that whatever next generation happens to be. Uh, so future proofing is important, and uh, and having the ability to, to manage things centrally is uh, is wild. Uh, For those that are interested, where would you recommend they do? Is is request a demo first to really understand the technology professor or just kind of go through the learning center, maybe, you know, read about it a little
2: bit? It's best to start with our blog. We have very, uh, we we invest a lot of time and thought about uh, how to teach and how to work. And we have a lot of information. Really, it's a, a, we want to be a, a center of knowledge and to teach everyone in order to be to take care, to take care, to, to make the world as a better place. And the the, the first priority is to, to look on our blogs and then definitely to connect us, uh, ask for a demo, looking on the on the YouTube channel. Uh, we will be happy to, to continue this uh, interesting discussion.
1: Yeah, blog has some excellent articles. I mean, you know, talking about the, the top threats and, you know, uh, the different solutions for the iot devices and and so you really i mean i I did take a a quick look over this just to the uh uh sort of the headlines of some of this stuff i'm gonna have to come back when i have some time and read some of these because you know it's it's for anybody that is in the field of of information technology security for anyone that is in the role of a a cto ciso cso at, at a company you need to be learning about this sort of technology as an additional way to protect you know your employees your data your network uh, from from attack and and we're all you know very susceptible today we're we're tied to our devices uh, we can't live without them right so it's uh, very interesting so uh, definitely a lot of great information here as I said and you know you' you can uh, find find you on uh, in the company on LinkedIn uh, by searching your name and uh, is also first point mobile. And as I said, the website's firstpoint-mg.com and of, and of course YouTube. So uh, a lot of stuff. So we'll stop sharing that here and bounce back for a minute. But uh, really great website. I, I, I think it's it's got a lot of great information there. People are really gonna be able to educate themselves and learn a lot more about it. Obviously you've been doing this a long time. Uh, you're at the cutting edge of this stuff. And that's, that's what I love about, you know, having this show and bringing people like yourself on to learn about new technologies and to find it's out, you know, how do we protect ourselves? Because that's what it's all about, right? Safety and security.
2: So thank you very much for your kind words. I'm really happy to hear that. And we really want to make the world a better place.
1: This is our mission. So I will, uh, so let's, 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 ask a couple, a couple of final questions here. So what are your predictions uh, for, cellular security, and the increased, you know, I guess, likelihood of cyber attacks going forward over the next, say, three to five years.
2: It's a near future. You don't ask me to, to guess what we're going to be in the far future. You know, it's really complicated. It's a crystal ball. <laughs> it not happened yet. Uh, yes, it's happened on the IT. And... No one can imagine himself without a firewall. No one. If you don't have firewall, immediately some computer will find it's open and dig your information and block your, your computer. The same is going to be happen at, at the cellular technology. But it's not with goes beginning at uh, devices. I believe it will go to the critical infrastructure. I believe that we need to be focused on the services that we would like to provide to our citizens, to the people, and uh, to build a correct way and ecosystem to protect it. And we will find more and more, it's happened all the time, but we will hear more and more about uh, events like hacking electricity, water, gas, and uh, we will find more and more legitimate and standard ways to protect it. And as checkpoints uh, selling all well, the competitor selling firewalls, we will build the cellular firewalls to this 5G IoT. And soon we will go, it, maybe we will not have the, the right and the, the time to do it during the 5G, but at the 6G, we will have a new level of encryption and, uh, and, and the quantum computation, it's something that really goes to be happened, not in three years, it's too close. It's short time, but in longer term, we are talking about not A3 and A8 algorithms, we will talk about quantum algorithms that will, will provide better protection to the data. Again, location and identity, it will continue but the war and the argues will be around how can we understand what you are sending over these channels and it will continue this is our life we will try to be better the hacker will be better and we will become better and you know like for software engineers bug they are daily daily life hacking this is my
1: daily life and it's you know the the new sort of battlefield is cyberspace you know wars are not going to be fought in the traditional sense going forward because they you know other countries smaller countries don't have the the same military resources in terms of you know assets and troops as some of the larger countries but in cyberspace kind of the playing field gets leveled between all of these different actors because they can infiltrate networks and you know, deliver payloads that are designed to, whether it's, you know, disrupt, you know, electric grids or, you know, have problems with water. I mean, we just had a, a recent issue with a, a hacker that got into a, a water treatment plant. I can't remember what it was, uh, but they screwed up the 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 concentrations of, of some chemical that, you know, basically it, they caught it, but it just, it's one more way to really illustrate and understand that something like disrupting water supply or, or you know, contaminating it, that has huge effects. And of course, electricity, we, we can't live without it. Everything in our lives depends on it. You can't pump gas out of the ground without it. You can't get access to your money without it. You can't have a conversation like you and I are having right now without it. And so it's, uh, the, the threats of the future are, are, are scary. And any way that we can try to stay one step ahead of the cyber criminals is a good thing. And technologies like first points are, are a fantastic way to to really start to do that uh, and add it to the firewalls and the other network security and policies and processes and everything else that you have uh, in place. Because as you mentioned, Professor, you know, the minute new technology comes out and you think it's great. Well, next thing you know, the hackers are right there saying, how can we exploit it? How can we get into it? How can we, you know, you know, do what we're trying to do and, and you know, steal data and money and, and everything else? So. Any last tips for our listeners about mobile device security before uh, I let you go here?
2: I think one important tip, don't use unsecured Wi-Fi local networks. If you are going to a coffee shop and you are not sure, although it's very, let's say it's it's try to convince you, use me, don't use this Wi-Fi network. This is the main source to hack devices and later on leak out your data try to eliminate use non, non unknown Wi-Fi public networks one tip but it's really important keep it in your mind in your mind
1: and even if you do probably not a bad idea to, to put some VPN software on that phone too you know I know that's what I do so uh, well if your listeners are interested in learning more about professor drawer Fixler or first point mobile guard uh, you can check out their website as I mentioned first point dash mg.com. uh you can also look up professor on linkedin i'll be sure to post links in the description to the video um and on the in the podcast as well so uh it's fantastic really uh, appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule i'm sure it is You're you're lots so of great it's things.
2: A break during the day we have people here that are waiting for me but <laughs> I, i'm so enjoyed so someone is taking tweets i'm good
1: Absolutely. So don't forget to like and share and subscribe, everybody out there, and uh, get the latest safety information. Go to safetytalkpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts, also safetytalkvideos.com. So until next time, everybody, please stay safe.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Safety Talk. You can listen to past episodes and get the latest safety news at our website, safetytalkpodcast.com. Be sure to visit our other websites for free safety checklists and infographics. You can also sign up for free online self-defense training, learn about college campus safety, and find out more about Pete and how he can help educate your school or business through his speaking, workshops, seminars, and consulting. Subscribe to the Safety Talk podcast and never miss out on any new safety information. Until next time, stay safe.